Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this second episode on the player spotlight on Maya Moore Irons, we'll cover her as a person, all she's done off the court, including the advocacy. Also, we'll do her accolades, as well as a few quotes from her. As well as what others had to say about her. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we already covered Maya Moore in terms of her, what she did on the basketball court, everything that she did from high school to AAU to. UConn to uh, her time in the WNBA, her time abroad with uh, teams in different countries, as well as what she did with the U.S. national team, both in FIBA and in the Olympics. So let's concentrate now on Maya Moore, the person. So let's go there. So let's get started. Maya, she came from a devout Christian background and she's well rooted in her faith her constant prayer in fact is for humility to know that all that she accomplished everything can go away just like that so uh, so that really gave her the drive to continue to succeed on the court so uh, so definitely her faith has carried her in that regard as a child, she wanted to be a singer. In fact, she she played. She started playing the guitar and the drums in as a young child. So, and her main goal really is to be seen as much more than a basketball player. And she was very intentional about. Being viewed as a role model and she carried herself accordingly so and just a few other tidbits here um, that she shared the best advice she's gotten was from her coach Gino Ariema who taught her to take more risk because in basketball if you overthink things the moment will pass you by. And that's good advice for life off the court too. The music she likes to warm up to. She likes music that's upbeat with a good message. So her favorite singer is actually actually a hip-hop artist in the gospel field. Uh, Canton Jones. When she's on the bus going to the game, she listens to him in our little world. Singing and dancing. And uh, his music gets her ready to play every time. Her guilty pleasure, red velvet cake. Uh, she absolutely loves it. And not some cu- cupcake either. She likes an uh, actual slice of cake. So um, that way the icing ratio is higher. And that makes the difference. Her best mood booster is to teach kids to shoot a basketball. When they finally get it and their eyes light up, she loves that feeling. So, uh, 
her best quickie workout. Uh, she likes uh, using the jump rope. It's portable. You don't need much room or coordination to use it. So, Our best wardrobe staple. Her mother taught her that it's always nice to have a nice black dress. It can go with anything. You can mix, mix and match it with different tops and wear it to everything from meetings to a night to a night out with friends. And her best win, uh, the best win she said, was in the 2010 national championship against Stanford. She only scored 12 points in the first half, um, which was a championship record for least points scored at halftime. Uh, oh, her team only scored 12 points. In that halftime, they decided don't let what happened in the first half uh, get you know get to you, and start it fresh. They end up winning that game by six points. So, so a little tidbit. This comes from Oprah.com, uh, where she gave these uh, responses. So, so let's continue on. Her godparents, Sherilyn and Reggie, became invested in a young man that their dad met while he was uh, visiting the prison as a choir director for a Jefferson City prison. Um, and a young man, um, he was wrongfully incarcerated at the age of 16, the the man's name, the young man's name at the time, well, his name, Jeremy Irons. So, so the godparents met Jonathan in 2005. They met him at the prison and they found him to be an impressive young man. Um, and while visiting him, they told Jonathan all about their goddaughter, Maya. And her exploits on the court and so forth. So uh, Maya got the chance to to visit Jonathan for the first time in 2007, and she was at the age of uh, 18 at the time. So the two would begin to become great friends. She saw Jonathan as a beaming light, despite uh, the situation he was in. So. And he was a voice. He was a voice of encouragement for her. As the family and Maya dug deeper into Jonathan's case, they realized he was indeed railroaded. That sparked uh, began to propel Maya. For well, the spark actually that began to propel Maya forward as an advocate for social change is when her. Minnesota Lynx team where they protested the killing of Philando Castile and Alton Sterling where they they had the t-shirts uh, made and on the t-shirts was change starts with us justice and accountability and on the back it had the names of uh, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling as well as Black Lives Matter so 
and that was something the team chose to do as a as a team and they had the full support of their coach Cheryl Reeve so let's continue and a year prior to that uh, Maya joined the UNICEF Kid Power Foundation initiative she also in that same year went on a Christian mission trip to Haiti. So, um, so you know, Maya Moore getting involved in social efforts and so forth. So, let's go back to Jonathan. So, so um, they realize, again, that he's wrongfully incarcerated. So, when Maya decided to sit out the 2019 and 20 season... It was with a focus on family and as well as advocacy for John Jonathan's case, as well as bringing awareness to the prosecu prosecutorial reform that's needed in the justice system. So um, so when she walked away from the game, that's where her concentration went as far as, you know, uh, working towards that. In fact, she started a nonprofit organization called Win With Justice. And you can find them at winwithjustice.org. It's a social justice platform educating the public about prosecutors and the part they play in the criminal justice system. She's also an advocate for another nonprofit, End It Movement. And that's a social justice campaign to end modern day slavery on a global scale. So, um, yes, yeah, so Maya definitely getting out there and getting involved in <clears throat> in definitely uh, social justice efforts. After hiring attorneys to put forth a case challenging Jonathan's wrongful sentence, Maya and her family got the great news that his case was indeed overturned and that happened in March of 2020 so uh, all the hard work all that they put into um, you know the benefits have finally come to fruition that Jonathan's case was overturned and now it's just a matter of, of the prison releasing him so they will have to wait uh, several months later. In fact, on J July 1st, 2020, Jonathan was officially released from the Jefferson City, Missouri prison. And Maya posted it on, on her Instagram live. And even posted the drive that she took from Atlanta to Jefferson, Jefferson City. Guys, that was over a 10-hour drive. So, so, a lot of traveling there, that's for sure. But she made it. <coughs> excuse me. So, she made it there in time. And the whole family was there and was able to greet him. So, when he got out of prison. So, and then several months later. Maya and Jonathan would get married. They they got married several months later. 
um, you know, they formed such a close bond, such a friendship, you know, um, they were each other's best friend, you know, they can go to each other, so, you know, the, um, it just felt right, them eventually get married, so, and that's what happened, so, and two years, well, in 2000, July of 2022, they were welcomed their first child into the world, so, um, so, definitely God's blessings upon them. ESPN does a 30 for 30 documentary called Breakaway, which detail Maya and Jonathan's story. Uh, and that came out the same month uh, their child was born, uh, July of 2012. And it was directed by Rudy Valdez, who did an amazing job on that um, documentary. Um, if you get a chance, guys, definitely check it out. That's for sure. Maya and Jonathan announced the release of their memoir, Love and Justice, A Story of Triumph on Two Different Courts, as well as Maya announcing her official retirement from the game of basketball. She did this on Good Morning America. She was talking to Robin Roberts. so, And she did that uh, in just last month, January 2023. So... So Maya Moore makes it official she has left the game of basketball as far as playing career goes. So so that is Maya Moore and the story behind uh, her reasons for leaving basketball and the wonderful story and love story between her and Jonathan Irons. So uh, definitely kudos to them. And the family as well. So, all right, guys. So let's get into the accolades. We'll do the accolades. And again, guys, there's a lot here. So let's get into it. High school. In high school, she was named to the U.S. Under 18 national team, and that's in two, 2006. She was named to that team. She also assisted the 19 and under team in making the world championships, which was held in Slovakia in 2007. Four national championships with her AAU teams, and those, those took place in 2005-2006. She is the all-time leader in Collins Hill Eagles history and points, rebounds, assists, and steals. She is a three times Georgia State champion uh, and won national championship in high school women's basketball. So she was the Gatorade National Player of the Year in 2007. She was the Naismith National Girls High School Player of the Year in 2007. She, she is a WBCA High School Coaches All-American. Uh, and that happened in 2007. And also WBCA 
high school game MVP. And she did that with the red team in 2007. So, on to UConn. At UConn, this is what she did. USBWA National Freshman of the Year in 2008. Also, Big East Freshman of the Year that same year. She is a four-time AP All-American First Team. From 2008 to 2011, four-time USBWA All-American in the same amount of years. Four-time WBCA Coaches All-American. She's a three-time Big East Player of the Year, including her freshman year, which is a first for male or female to be named Conference Player of the Year. As well as 2009 and 2011. She is the three time Wade Trophy winner from 2009 and 2011. They only give it to uh, players who are sophomores and above. So, so she's a three time Wade Trophy winner there. She is a three time Coast uh, SIDA Academic All American First Team. That's from 2009 to 2011. Two-time AP Player of the Year. Two-time uh, John R. Wooden Award winner as well. Two-time Naismith College Player of the Year. And that was done in 2009 and 2011. Two-time Academic All-American of the Year. Uh, Two-time Sports... Uh, Honda Sports Award winner in basketball. And she did both of those in 2010-2011. Two-time NCAA champion. As I noted, the two undefeated seasons, 2009-2010. NCAA tournament most outstanding player in 2010. All Sports Academic All-American of the Year 2011. Three-time SB Best Female College Athlete. And she did that from 2009 to 2011. The Honda Broderick Cup co-winner in 2010. And then the, Bro the Honda Bro Broderick Cup winner. No co-winner. She's the sole winner in 2011. Best female amateur athlete by, and that's from uh, Connecticut Magazine, 2010. Lowe's Senior Class Award, 2011. Elite 88 Award for Division One Women's Basketball. She got that in 2011, and. She was selected to play a basketball game at the White House um, su supporting wounded uh, servicemen and women. And she was the only collegiate player to play in that game. Other players were LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, Derrick Rose, Magic Johnson... And Bill Russell. And 
and that's in 2010. So, so with the Minnesota Lynx in the WNBA, this is what she did. A six-time WNBA All-Star, a five-time All-WNBA First Team, two-time All-NBA Second Team, four-time WNBA Champion, WNBA Rookie of the Year, also named to the All-Rookie Team. Uh, she led the WNBA in scoring in 2014 and led the NBA in the WNBA in steals in 2018 uh, along with the six-time all-star appearances three all-star MVP awards WNBA finals MVP she won that in 2013 WNBA MVP 2014 she won that Two-time WNBA All-Defense defense team, and she was second team in that, 2014 and 2017. Uh, ESPNW Impact 25, one of the um, impactful, uh, in the top 25 impactful players athletes rather and that was in 2014 she was named to the WNBA's 20th anniversary team in 2016 and on the 25th anniversary team in 2021 internationally this is what she did three time uh, women's Chinese bat Basketball Association champ, and she did that from 2013 to two, through th 2015. Two-time EuroLeague Women's Champ, she did that in 2012 and 2018. Uh, Liga Femenina Champion, and that's the Spanish uh, league title. She did that in 2012. Uh, FIBA, two-time FIBA world champ, world champion, 2010-2014. She's gold medalist there. Uh, in 2014, she was the FIBA world champion MVP as well. Two-time Olympic gold medalist in 2012-2016. She is the winner of the Arthur Ashe Courage Award and that's given by the ESPYs and she got that in 2021 and guys if you want to hear a great speech her seven minute speech absolutely wonderful uh, it's on YouTube you, you go search it and she is eligible for the class of 2024 for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame and I imagine if she gets onto the ballot, she will be a um, first year, uh, definitely a first year entry into the Hall of Fame. That's for sure. So, yeah, I, would, I can't wait to hear her speech when that happens. So, 
Alright guys, so that is going to do it for her accolades. A uh, few quotes from her, and then we'll do uh, what others have to say as well. So, this is her talking about um, her, you know, her when she announced she wasn't coming back to, uh, for this 2019 season. It was a dream come true for me to play basketball at the highest level and to build, help build the foundation for women's basketball. Ever since I was drafted in 2011, the state of Minnesota Lynx organization and fan base welcomed me with open arms and supported me throughout my career. I will forever be grateful for Glenn Taylor that's the owner of the Minnesota Lynx, Coach Cheryl Reeves, and the Lynx community for all of the support, and am excited to continue this next chapter in my life. So, that is from Maya Moore. So, a few quotes from her, and then we'll do what others have to say. So, let me find it here yes <clears throat> okay oh that's pretty much the same as what I just said so good even better all right so in her own words <clears throat> here's his here it is my mom showed me how important it is to surround yourself with opportunities and make the most of them. So, uh, so Maya, from early on, uh, told to, you know, make the best of her situation. So, let's continue. I think a winner has to be a master of preparation. They have to be a master of connection, extremely competitive, and have really high standards for themselves and the people around them. I want to succeed, but I want to make an impact in the lot in the people's lives that I'm around. So that means teammates, fans, coaches, staff, everybody. It's tough, but you can find, still find joy in the struggle. Going through a season with a lot of struggles, I got a lot of practice. You have to set yourself up for joy. Give yourself the best opportunity to have that going on inside. When I think of the most valuable coach, I definitely think of a coach like Gino Ariema. And the things I learned from him that stick out in my mind are his passion for the game, competing at all the little things, and doing it at a high level. She continues on about her coach. My coach at UConn, Gino Ariema, taught me to take more risk. Because in basketball, if you overthink, the moment will pass you by. I think that's good advice for life off the court, too. Oh, I, I read that previously, so. 
and this, this is what she has to say about the Olympics. As an Olympian, I wear that flag and I've gone all over the world. I represented the U.S., so I have a deep pride for our flags. So, And this is a good one here. I, I would say get to know somebody that isn't exactly like you and doesn't come from the same background as you. Educate yourself and then just keep showing up. Finding ways to show up for people in your voice will come out of that relationship and out of your pursuit to seeing people who aren't exactly like you. So, uh, laying the groundwork for the work she's <clears throat> about to do. <clears throat> now, this is on her leaving the game. When I stepped away two springs two springs ago, I just really wanted to shift my priorities to be able to be more available and present to show up for things that I felt were mattering more than being a professional athlete. So, so uh, Maya letting us know that you know there's more to it to life than basketball so a few more quotes here and then we'll we'll do it ah uh, this one Prosecution, prosecutorial misconduct is one of the most detrimental problems in our criminal justice system because prosecutors are essentially the most powerful actors in our justice system because they set the charges they basically set up the rules of the game my perception has changed from thinking if someone's in jail they're supposed to be to there's a lot of factors that's not that simple so and she's come to learn that you know, uh, from the situation that Jonathan was in. I think our criminal justice system has two problems. We have systematic problems and we have people problems. So if the heart of hearts of people are not about justice in any system, you have any system you have won't work. And then she says this, our country comes from a centuries-long culture of dehumanizing black and brown bodies. So what role does racism play? A huge role. You can't downplay how deeply woven and embedded this is in our country. So, so there's that. And this is about her faith. I walk with the Lord, just trusting day by day and week by week and month by month what the next season holds and what the next what the best next move for me is. Okay, there's just a couple more. I think legacies are the most meaningful with the impressions that a person can leave on a group of people. And this is her talking about um, her legacy. 
I hope people saw me as someone who gave all she had in whatever she was doing. And then this is about her retirement. Well, I think it's time to put a close to the pro basketball life. That she said on more. Good morning, America. I walked away four seasons ago, but I but wanted to officially retire. It is such a sweet time for us and our family, the work we've done. I want to continue that in our next chapter. Be home for my community and family. That's what I'm moving into, hanging it up. So, so Maya Moore letting it be known. Uh, she has officially retired. So, all right. So, a few quotes I have here from others. Let's start with her beloved coach, um, Gino Ariema. Maya obviously has thought this out, and I'm sure it wasn't a decision that came easy. The love that Maya had for the game, the way she played the game, the passion that she played the game with, you don't walk away from that nonchalantly. I'm sure this was a very difficult decision for her and her family. At the same time, to be able to make this decision says to me that she is so committed to the life and family that she built in the causes she's fighting for now. There's a timeline to everything and nothing's more finite than the timeline you have in sports. Everyone comes to the realization at some point some are forced to because of injuries. Others involve, others voluntarily make that decision. It's great that Maya was able to walk away on her own terms at the top of her game while she was still a champion. She decided that winning championships off the court is more fulfilling than the championships she, she won on the court. I have no doubt in my mind that the success, the success she's she had in high school, in college, in the pros, in the Olympics, have prepared her for even greater su success for her, for her family, and the community community that she's a part of. I'm really proud of her for making this decision. And this is from Gino Ariema. You know, uh, people try and pay them out um, as this... Uh, insensitive guy, you know. You know, I know he had the uh, war words with the late great Pat Summon and so forth. But uh, you know, he, he uh, seems like in his uh, as he's going along, he's getting a little mushy in his uh, his later age. But um, yeah, but he definitely has a, such a love for Maya, and you know what she's doing so uh that that comes from a genuine place so definitely props for that now this is a statement from cheryl reeve her uh minnesota Lynx coach over the last year we have been in frequent contact with maya around the great work in the criminal justice reform and ministry in which she is fully engaged we are proud of the ways that Maya is advocating for justice and using her platform to impact social change. So that is from her coach, 
um, Cheryl Reeve. This is from the owner of the Lynx, uh, Glenn Taylor. Maya Moore has left a has forever left a mark on the state of Minnesota, the Minnesota Lynx franchise, and the hearts of Lynx fans everywhere. Maya's accolades are numerous. Yeah, just, I just read them all. Her leadership and talent, both fearless and inspirational, set the foundation for the most exciting and historic championship run in the league from 2011 to 2017. While today culminates Maya's basketball career, there is no doubt she will continue to impact the game we all love. We wish Maya all the best and will root for her always. So that is from Glenn Taylor, the Minnesota Lynx owner. Uh, this is this is a few tweets and some other sources as well. So Maya Moore has officially re announced her retirement from the WNBA. In just seven seasons, it's eight actually. Um, yeah, well, seven. Yeah, more completed, completely dominated, winning four WNBA championships. She's one of the best, if not the best, to step on a court. Truly a legend. Good luck in your next chapter. And this is from the page women's hoops hoops with a z um, okay here's another maya moore officially announced announces retirement besides a phenomenal all-time great player she needs to go down in the pantheon of great athlete activists in a corrective way that has eluded her in real time and this is from Chuck Modi. He's a social justice journalist and sports writer. So, And this is from the governor of Connecticut, Ned Lamont. Congrats to two-time national champion and UConn women's basketball legend Maya Moore on making your retirement official. You made the game better. Just like you, you're making our communities better with your commitment to justice keep doing us proud hashtag bleed blue and that's from the governor of connecticut this is from michael jordan when she signed on to the jordan brand i am thrilled to welcome maya moore into the jordan brand not only has maya proved to be a prolific winner on the court but her hunger and determination to make an impact off the court makes her a valuable addition to the Jordan family. Well, talk about a premonition there. Uh, we look forward to working with Maya as she carries her success to the next level. And that is from Michael Jordan. Uh, two more and then that's it. This is from James Way. He is the Chicago Sky coach, and this is upon Maya Moore announcing her retirement. I've been fortunate enough to be in spaces with Maya where I was able to coach her overseas 
and in Minnesota where we were able to win multiple championships together. So I guess he was on the bench as an assistant coach. Being with her overseas, I was able to get to know her on a real personal level because there weren't a lot of Americans there and our families were able to connect. Just knowing her as a person, knowing how big her heart is and knowing how much she has given and meant to the game is something that will be a part of me for a long time. She should be celebrated at the highest regard and it's someone who is going to go down in history as one of the greatest, if not the greatest players to ever play the game. But you know that her life was meant to be more than about basketball. The stuff she has accomplished off the court is probably going to be more profound and more meaningful than the stuff she accomplished on it. This is a day of celebration. Now you can look back on it and say, hey, this is probably the best eight or nine year window from an athlete who dominated her sport. I'm happy for Maya. I'm happy for her family. And here's to a life with meaningful purpose. I take my hat off to her. And then the last quote I have is from Professor Harry Edwards, sociologist, activist, author, all these things. Um, what Maya is doing is in the tradition of Muhammad Ali. What Maya's doing is in traveling a path that Colin Ka Kaepernick traveled. So, to put her in the same breath with Muhammad Ali as well as Colin Kaepernick that's saying something about uh, what she's accomplished overall. So, with that said, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. And I really enjoyed these player spotlights. Um, this one I really enjoyed. Um, what she's accomplished on the court is just mind-blowing. That, that by itself is mind-blowing. But what she has done off of it is even more just of more value Ooh, excuse me pulling my mic down of more value um just to make an impact in someone's life the way she did man um my hat's off to her um you know it's she could easily just kept on securing the bag and let somebody else deal with um the nonprofit and everything else, but she went in there and got her hands uh, in there to make right uh, uh, injustice. So, and she continues to do so. And I see nothing but great things ahead for her. So, definitely, uh, my hat's off to her big time as well. Uh, Maya Moore, we salute you, we celebrate you, and I, for one, cannot wait for you to get into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, because that, what you did on the court, needs to be recognized, but what you're about to do off it, I just, I, I just can imagine that as well, so, uh, 
definitely will get the book. I'm definitely interested to read more about your story along with Jonathan is Jonathan's as well. Uh, so Maya Moore Irons, we salute you and we thank you for your contribution to basketball, not only basketball, to society itself. Um, kudos to you. So, all right, guys. So that'll do it. So again, I'll get back to the natural order of basketball. What's going on? A lot's taking place in the month of February that I kind of skipped because I was busy with these uh, player spotlights. Maybe next year I'll just do a couple in a month. And uh, again, not over promise uh, like I did this month. So, nonetheless, so I'll get back to the back back to the business of basketball and we'll get into all that so all right guys so once again i thank you for listening for reviews go to the website all things basketball with gd.com you can uh, make make your reviews there comments anything you want to see um me talk about you can do that also on apple Podcasts, you can leave reviews there also on Podchaser, uh, you can leave reviews for me there as well. YouTube channel, All Things Basketball GD. There you can please like my videos and comment as well. So, alright guys, I'm done. So, we'll talk soon. Alright, take care. Alright. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.